from the Ticats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Welcome back, Tiger Town, Tiger Cats, and Argonauts from BMO Field is just over 30 minutes away. It's time for us to be speaking with the enemy as presented by Red Tag. RedTag.ca, back to the beach sale is now on. Extend the summer heat and start planning for your fall and winter beach vacation now. Book today at RedTag.ca. Well, he is a man of many hats. He is the Argonauts manager of communications and the team's play-by-play announcer on TSN 1050. Mike Hogan, thanks for crossing enemy lines. I need all those hats because I have to cover up that sexy little bald spot I have. (laughs) You are a good-looking individual, my friend. It's a curse. (laughs) Right. Let's talk some football. And this is, again, a, a wonderful matchup, so crucial for both teams. Let me talk about the quarterbacks here. Uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, what's the leash on him? And and Chad Kelly seems to be getting more playing time, especially in those third down and goal line situations. Are we looking at him as the future starting quarterback of the Argonauts, maybe even this season? That's a good question. Right now it's Mac. I mean, Mac is is ahead of Chad. You, You guys have been around the league long enough to know how difficult it is for a guy who doesn't have any CFL experience to all of a sudden become a starting CFL quarterback. It you can probably count on one hand in the last 10 to 15 years how many guys have been able to pull that off. Um, and this is a team where, you know, struggling like the Ticats. And until, until the, yeah. you know, the, uh, uh, the standings say otherwise, have a legitimate shot of winning the Great Cup. Everybody who gets into the playoffs does. So um, Mac is a guy, when you look at it, uh, with work on the shelf, sadly, because he's been just such a joy to watch. But with him done... Right now, McClub Ethel Thompson is the second highest rated quarterback in the Canadian Football League. Uh, has it been a pristine season? Hell no. It hasn't been for any quarterback, not named Nathan Warren. So um, there, you guys also know that when a team is struggling offensively, the most popular guy in the organization among the fan base is the backup quarterback. So uh, sometimes I think it's be careful what you wish for. I think Chad Kelly will be a player in this league. Is he ready yet? Eh, probably not. Mike, we're on the outside looking in, but if you're watching practice or watching the sideline, is there anything you can see out of Ryan Dinwiddie, the head coach and offensive coordinator, or Mike Miller, the quarterback coach, that would suggest that there is some frustration with the way McLeod Bethel-Thompson is playing? I think there's more offense, oh, sorry, more 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 frustration with the offense overall than there is with the, with the position. Um, the offensive line, and, and some of it is due to play, some of it is due to injury and guys playing out of position. But the offensive line has not afforded Mr. Bethel Thompson with a whole lot of time. Um, and you guys have a good pass rush. And, and you saw the last time we were in Hamilton that, uh, you know, when you get a good pass rush and an offensive line that's struggling, it's not a good combination for the quarterback. Um, so Mac has been the victim of that. But, yeah, he's thrown a lot of passes that he, uh, after the game, just – wishes he had back and I think any quarterback maybe not named Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers goes through that uh Rourke didn't have many this year either but you know if you ask Zach Kolaris you know are there two or three passes a game you wish they had back uh the answer is probably going to be yes so um you know there's a lot being made of McLeod Bethel Thompson here in this market by a lot of the fan base and while he hasn't been playing at say a Ricky Ray level uh he's still keeping these this team in games the only problem seems to be inside the 20. And how much of that is on scheme, how much of that is on Mac, how much of that is on O-line, how much of that is on drops, which we've seen in the red zone. 
I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm not sitting down and breaking down every play like, like the guys are doing in film, but it's, it's a myriad of reasons, and I know the easiest guy to blame is a quarterback, and I think in this market that's what's happening right now. You mentioned the offensive line, and we discussed that in detail a few weeks ago with all the injuries yeah. that Toronto has had. Uh, has there been an, imp an improvement in the consistency or the confidence that um, the Argos have in that offensive line since in the last you know week week or two since we last saw you? Probably not, because you still have Phil Blake playing out at tackle, and he's doing you know he's doing a decent job. I mean that's that's not the the biggest problem. Um, right now, I don't think Dejon Allen is at 100%, and I think that shows. Um, he's he's not in the NFL right now because of his size. You know, he doesn't have that NFL size that's required now. Technically, he's really good. Like, his feet are great. You know, he's got a great punch, but uh, he has not looked like he has or did last year. So uh, there still may be a little bit of, of lingering injury there. Uh, but Bladek has been really good. McKellar is getting better every game. Lawrence has been steady. He had some problems with the exchanges. Uh, I think there were eight bad snaps uh, in the in the pistol in the first four or five games. So I don't think there's been one since. So that seems to be cleared up. But is it is it a great unit right now? No. Is it a little bit better than probably the first time these two play, uh, teams played? Probably. You know, Hoagie, I have always thought that the Argonauts run under McLeod Bethel-Thompson and that offense is they're a really good check down offense and I got to ask you this question and, and take it for what it's worth at this point of their careers is A.J. Olette a more dangerous tailback than Andrew Harris actually was uh, it depends how they used I mean I, I can see that I think Andrew still had uh, still had a little bit more top end speed uh, and I'm not saying A.J. is slow the, the best line I've heard about A.J. Olette was if you need five yards he'll give you seven if you need nine yards, he'll give you seven. So, you know, he is what he is. He's, he's really consistent. He was their leading receiver last week against Calgary. I think it was 92, 82 or 92 yards out of the backfield. Uh, so he can catch the ball. And if he gets on you as a fullback, uh, you're not getting off him. He's just a devastating blocker. So he's a different kind of back uh, than Andrew Harris. And Javon Leak is a different kind of back than both of those two. So uh, I think... Andrew Harris, you know, was great. He had a 145-yard game, I think, against uh, Regina. So he can still run, and Olet uh, may not have that, you know, that breakaway speed that Harris still has, but uh, he's still dangerous, just in a different way. Mike, I have uh, four stats from the first two games I want to share and, and, and get your thoughts on any or all of them, uh, okay. which you see would kind of linger over into the third matchup out of four. So turnovers, four to zero. Uh, yep. In favor of Toronto, time of possession was about five minutes in favor, uh, five minutes more in favor of Hamilton. Punt average was over five yards per punt in favor of Toronto, and sacks was six to two in favor of Hamilton. Which of those concerns you, or um, or do you think will be a factor in tonight's game? Um, boy, it's really windy here right now. Like, I mean, uh, usually the wind comes off Lake Ontario and it's a south uh, wind from the south. Right now it's from the north and the, the banners, uh, I'll get this in to, to stoke the rivalry a little bit more. The 17 <laughs> championship banners, including three from this millennium, oh. um, are, are, are flat out. Like they're parallel with the ground and the flags in the end zone are just absolutely flat out. So uh, maybe the punting does come into play. Uh, I haven't seen... 
John Haggerty punt in strong winds or even take a note. Uh, but right now, he's he's had a, a hell of a year for rookies. Second in the league, 48-6. He's leading the league with seven punts being downed inside the 10. And the Argos, when they punt the football, uh, the opponents have the worst starting position in the league. Sorry, uh, third worst starting position in the league at the 34.9 yard line. So um, he's done a really good job as a punter. But, uh, you know, punting in the wind, I, I don't know how much of that he did down in western Kentucky or back home in Australia when he was going through some of the camps there to get ready to come to North America. So that might be something interesting to watch in the game tonight. Uh, Don Gallo's obviously punted in the wind quite a bit, and we'll see what uh, what Haggerty can do. H- Hogan, be honest. If the, if the Argos were out of the playoffs, would you not cheer for Bob Young to get the uh, first Ticat Grey Cup in this millennium? I have said many times that I don't think there's a person in the CFL that deserves uh, a great cup ring more than Bob Young. Um, it would kill me to see it, but <laughs> you know, I would I would be happy for Bob Young. It's funny with because of the crossover now. Like you got so many guys. Are, I love Orlando Seinauer. Like he's one of my favorite guys ever in the CFL. It's very difficult to see him wearing black and gold, even though that's what he started in. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Dylan Wynn, it's, it's difficult because I think he's a fantastic player. It's difficult to see him in black and gold, but that's what makes it great. It must kill you guys to see Speedy B and Ja'Garrett Davis when Ja'Garrett's in the lineup in double blues. So, you know, you see guys like that, you kind of pull for the individuals, but it's impossible for Hamilton players to cheer for Ja'Garrett Davis winning a great cup this year or Speedy, much as it is a, an Argo fan. Uh, or employee to, to, to see Bob Young get a ring, even though he deserves it as much as he does. Uh, I didn't really like seeing O'Shea, and uh, I certainly didn't like seeing Morielli in double blue. I, I mean, at, at their point. Oh, their you, know what the be- you know what the best was? <laughs> Joe Monford wearing double blue. Oh, no, that was all wrong. Oh, he looked so good in nah, double blue. All wrong. He was washed up at that point, and you know it. <laughs> You tell him that. You know, you know. One last one here, Foggy. We got, we got to check out of here. But let me, let me just throw. This is a kind of a general question. Like, what do you yeah. think of this CFL East division right now? This is, I know. I guess this can be fun. <laughs> I think the teams are better, I, and I, I, I mean this sincerely. I think every team is better than their record. Um, you know, look at look at Calgary. Calgary barely beat Hamilton. It took the field goal in the last play. A fumble on the last drive maybe saved them against us last week. Uh, uh, Winnipeg, it took Horace Beatty's only missed extra point in two years does an Argo uh, to stop that one from going to overtime. The West is winning, but not as much as people are kind of looking at. You know, Edmonton's had a couple of close wins. I, I, I think the teams in the East are way better than their record indicates, but the power is still at the top of the West. I agree. It's going to be uh, whoever whoever can make the playoffs it has a chance to win. So uh, thanks for stopping by, Mike, and uh, have a good call tonight. Yeah. Always love it. Come on, give me a pull together. Give me an Argos. Come on, Come get on guys. Get out of here. What, you, what you're going to get is this has Go been Speaking to the, the Enemy as presented by Red Tag. <laughs> From the Argonauts play-by-play booth, Mike Hogan, it is time to end the peace treatment. Thank you for your time, pal. Always love coming on with you guys. <laughs> All right, Mike. Take care.